It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast and all the Locked On NBA podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-O-O-F-L-A-T-T. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, Today we have a special guest, Aaron Robinson. He's a part, he's a writer of NBC Sports uh, edge basketball the founder of all facts media and a college basketball a player at coppin state and quinny piak how you doing today doing great man thank you for having me on it's, it's a pleasure yes sir yes sir so we're going to talk about um a lot of the moves that the wizards made this offseason uh like we've talked before and um also i want to get into if the wizards are a playoff team a lot of people have been debating uh, online about this team. Are they a play on, playing team or a playoff team? We'll get to that, that in the next segment. And then also uh, towards the end, we'll recap the summer league game last night, Corey Kisper's debut. Um, unfortunately, Isaiah Todd didn't get to play. And then we'll preview the Nets game, which is on Thursday night. So let's hop into it. So Wizards made a lot of moves last week, um, free agency and the draft. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Russell Westbrook on the Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers and the return that the Wizards got and all the Lakers guys? Yeah, I love the trade. Um, I think the Wizards had an outstanding offseason um, through the trade and the draft. I think with the Westbrook trade, um, anytime you're able to, you know, get, get off of that, that huge salary um, and bring back, you know, a lot of depth, I think it's a positive. So obviously you, you, you get off Westbrook and you get back KCP, Kuz, Trez, and then um, a pick that turns into Isaiah Todd. I mean, I think, you know, the Wizards just, you know, went from a team that last year probably had one of the worst benches in the NBA to a team that now is probably going to have one of the best benches um, in the NBA. It's going to be one of the deepest teams um, in the East, if not, you know, in the entire NBA. Um, I think they can legitimately go 10, 11, 12 deep um, next season. Um, so I, I love what, what they got back. Um, and I think, you know, it, and you, you also added a lot of shooting. Obviously, we know Westbrook isn't necessarily a great three-point shooter. He likes to live in the mid-range area around the elbows. And you get back, uh, obviously, Kuzma 
and KCP, who are both, you know, great catch-and-shoot guys. Um, and then obviously you're able to add Spencer Dinwiddie in for agency, who's, who's a great shooter off the catch. Um, and also obviously adding Trez, um, who, who can go get his own bucket, um, was, was huge. So I, I loved what, what they were able to get back in the Westbrook trade and also obviously the, the Dinwiddie addition. I think also um, being able to add Aaron Holiday um, off the bench as a backup point guard was absolutely huge. I think he's, you know, doesn't get enough credit for, you know, how good of a player he is. I know we're going to talk a little bit about, about Dinwiddie later, but in the press conference earlier he was saying, you know, Aaron Holiday um, is, one of the, is one of the most underrated uh, defensive players because he, he said he hated, you know, when Aaron Holiday would guard him, um, you know, right. uh, when, when they played the Pacers and whatnot. So uh, I, I love that pickup as a backup point guard. Um, overall, I think the Willis just had, a, had an outstanding offseason, so I, I love what they were able to do um, in the trade uh, and the draft as well as signing Dinwiddie as well. Yeah, they they made some good moves. I like how you said they got deeper, man. Kuz, Traz, KCP. Uh, we can go ten deep. Last year, you know, we had a starting five of you know Raul Neto and Alex Lynn, and um, you know off the you know it, it was rough. It was rough. So I mean, we we got some guys, some dogs that can come in. Uh, you know, Montrezl Harrell. He's 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 got that junkyard mentality. Uh, we just we just got deeper all around. So, um, and also I want I want to get a feel on how you feel about, you know, Bradley Bill as being the focal point of the team. Of course, you know, he's our leader. You know, he's the, he's our, um, our, he's the best player on the team and building around him. Tommy Shepard wants to build a team around Bradley Bill. Now, a lot of people um, are saying that, you know, they, that they rather blow the team up. Are you a believer in building the team around Bradley Bill or, you know, after Russell Westbrook, what was your thoughts? Did you think that Bradley Bill was going to get traded? Would you rather rebuild the team, or do you like the direction with the team that Tommy Shepard's going and trying to build around Bradley Bill and make a playoff run? Yeah, I mean, I I personally never really was high on the Westbrook and Bill backcourt just because of the fact that I think that their skills their skill sets didn't really work well together. Like Russell Westbrook needs the ball, you know, obviously because he's you know facilitating for himself, you know, and obviously getting other people shots. And Bill, you know, also you know uh, likes to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, and Russell Westbrook isn't necessarily a guy that can play. Um, off the ball, you know, saying he's not he's not catching and shooting. So I never really liked that that pair. So when they when they traded when they initially traded Russell Westbrook, um, I was like, man, it might be time to blow it up, you know. Um, I, I was like, you know, Bill's not going to want to stay around for for a rebuild. Like he's not he, he's he's at the point where he's trying to win. He's been adamant for the past few years that he wants the Withers to to you know field a winning team. So I was like, man, Bill's probably going to hit the high road, man, and it might just be time to hit the reset button, like 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 we've seen, you know. Um, Houston kind of do with, with, with Harden and Westbrook departing, but they like I said, when they were able to get Dinwiddie, man, my whole mindset kind of changed, man. The makeup of this team now is so much more, it's, just, it's so much better fit for Bradley Bill just because of all the shooting that he's going to have around him. Like, Dinwiddie is, is great catching and shooting. Kuzma is great catching and shooting. KCP is great catching and shooting. Obviously, um, Bertans is great catching and shooting. You draft Corey Kisper. I mean, He's going to be able to, to, to drive and create for not only himself, but for other people. you got Gavin, who, um, who's a great live guy. I think anytime you can have shooting around a player like Bradley Bill, you know, who, who's, you know, dang near led the NBA in scoring this year, um, it's always a positive. So, I mean, you it's hard to replace a guy like Brad Bill. You know, so if you let him walk, now where do you start? Now, now you're trying to build through the draft. And we know historically the Williams have not done great in the draft, you know, through, through, the, through the years of drafting Jan Vesley and uh, – <laughs> Troy Brown and I mean, you can Jared Jeffries if you want to go back that far and Kwame Brown if you want to go back even further. I mean, the Wizards historically have not drafted very well over the past 10, 20 years. So 
my faith isn't necessarily in the Wizards being able to build, you know, a championship contender uh, through the draft. Obviously, we got lucky with John Wall, who's number one pick. Um, Bill kind of fell on their lap. But, I mean, historically, the Wizards do not do well with, with draft picks. So, I think your best bet is definitely to try to build a team around Bradley Beal. And I think that the Wizards did a great job um, doing just that, adding shooting, adding some depth, um, and adding some players that are versatile, that can defend, you know, that, that, that can play both sides of the ball. Um, so I think that, I think you know this team is definitely a lot a lot better built um, now than, than they were uh, last season for sure. Yeah, you're bringing up nightmares with Jan Vesely. I mean, him being that that fourth pick. I mean, wow. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I just remember him on draft night. You know, him him kissing his girlfriend. I mean, it was just it's bringing up nightmares. It really is. But um, yeah, it's interesting what you said with, with Dinwiddie too with the fit. Um, I, I think that's interesting because. Um, Seeing seeing Dinwiddie, a guy who can shoot the ball better, his shooting percentages weren't great. They were like he shot thirty percent from the three point line, but he shot thirty seven percent from catch and shoot threes. And I think uh, a guy, a, a point guard that can shoot the ball and space the floor, can definitely help Bradley build out, especially in playoff times if they if they are able to make the playoffs. Um, but Brad and Russ, I thought they played pretty well for the most part. But yeah, once they got to the playoffs, you could just see the 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 weaknesses in in, Brad, in, in Russell Westbrook's game how. You know that that ISO ball, and some of it was on coaching, but I I do think Bradley Bill. You know he's never he's never played with a point guard that could actually you know be a threat from the three point line. And I, I love John Wall too, but he wasn't much of a, a threat from the three point line either. And all this shooting around him, like you said, Corey Kispert, um, KCP can shoot the three, Kuzma can shoot the three. They really can have a roster. And I love how you brought up Gafford too. Gafford's my guy. He's that he's that lob threat. Him and Dinwiddie, I think they should be a good. Uh, one-two punch, you know, same thing with Jared Allen. Him and Jared Allen, they they had a good little lob connection going on the pick and roll right there. So I, I love that too. How, how did you feel about draft night? Um, tr- you know, we drafted Corey Kispert, uh, ended up drafting uh, Isaiah Todd as well. And uh, we did sign Kyrie Walker. You know, I wish he could have played in the summer league, but that's a guy who's who's a polarizing figure because he didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't go to college. So how did you feel about draft night? Was there anybody else that you feel like the Wizards could have picked instead of uh, Corey Kispert, or with, or are you you good with those with both of those picks? I mean, looking at the makeup of the team now, I'm not mad at, at Kispert just because of the fact that you have Dinwiddie, you have Bradley Beal. So selecting a guy that's that's you know ball dominant probably isn't going to help you that much. Or except picking a guy that you know, obviously you're probably not going to draft the point guard, you're probably not going to draft um, a combo guard. But I mean. On draft night, I was thinking, man, like Jared Butler's still out there. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, obviously, he had stuff with with his heart onto a lot of teams were were, were really hesitant on, on kind of picking him. Um, I but I personally love Jared Butler. I mean, I think he's going to be a great NBA player. Um, can can shoot it off the off the catch, uh, or off the bounce. He's, he's really crafty. Um, I would like to see the Wizards pick him, but I mean, obviously, I know the the, the heart issue stuff probably, probably scared him all. But I mean, I I don't I don't hate the Kisper pick. Um, I think anytime you you can add shooting, I mean, people have been comparing him to Joe Harris. Um, that, that's kind of the comparison that, that, he, that he's gotten um, just because of the size and the role and the skill set. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not mad. Um, I think I think anytime, like I said, anytime you can add shooting, he's 6'7", so he can, he can guard um, multiple positions. I mean, he's not going to be a defensive stopper. That's definitely not his uh, not his calling mm-hmm. card. Um, but, I mean, I don't hate it. I I, I think, you know, um, he was a guy that projected, you know, top 10, top 15-ish, you know, so I guess – we, we, for, for where you picked him at, um, it, it makes sense. So I, I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. He, yeah, like you said, he was supposed to be a top 10 pick. He did fall to 15. 
And uh, he, he's a shooter. We know what he is. We're not expecting him to go out there and cross people up and, and you know, create a whole bunch of shots for himself. You know, he's a guy that's going to – you know, I, I think he's he's more athletic than what people give him credit for too. And, um, and you know, he could become – he could possibly become a good defender under West Unsell Jr. You know, he's helped out Nicole Jokic be a good defender, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. So we'll see what he can do. I think he's got a lot of potential. You know, he's he is a senior and he was Rui's teammate. So I, I like the chemistry there too. Um, but, yeah, next we're going to get into – whether we think the Wizards could make the playoffs, where they stack up in the East, and we'll go over, you know, some winners and losers in free agency in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but but this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find to find a solution to your par, auto part needs. They have good deal, good great deals. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but it's only $216 from Rock Auto. That's a deal that you can't beat. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. Um, so and I, I just want to get on how you feel. Do you think the team got better from last year? Do you think they improved from last year? I 100% think this team is, is, is better from last year. Like I said earlier, I think they're a lot deeper um, than they were last year. I think they've added a lot more shooting. I think over the course of the 82-game season, anytime you can add depth, especially in, in the regular season because of all the back-to-backs and through three games and four nights and the grind of an 82-game season, the deeper you are, um, the better that's going to play out for you in the regular season, especially when it comes to seeding in the East. You know what I mean? But, 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 I mean, last year we saw the Knicks get a four seed, and I guarantee you coming into the season, nobody saw that coming. So um, I definitely think, think the team got better. Also, I also think it was – you know, I, I love Scott Brooks, but I think um, hiring Wes Unstell Jr., um, I, I think, you know, getting a fresh face in there, somebody who's coming from a winning organization like Denver who's been able to, you know, overachieve, you know, if we're being honest, in, in the past few years, being able to make a trip to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, Coach Nikola Jokic was the league MVP. Um, I think his biggest task is going to be getting the team to, to defend because obviously they were the worst team in the league last year in terms of um, allowed, allowing uh, the highest points per game um, in the NBA last year. So I think they're going to – if they could have defended, you know, half as good, you know, last year, I mean, if you could have held teams to – 115, you know, they, they, they might be able to get a, a five or a six seed. I mean, 
They were losing games like 145, 142. Like, it was it was nuts the, the way they were losing games last year, scoring like 125, 130 and losing. So, I think if you can get away, find a way to – and they're a better offensive team this year. They're going to have more shooting. They're going to be deeper. So, if you can just find a way to, to defend I and mean, then get these guys to buy into to, to the defensive schemes, I think it's going to bode well. And they, they definitely should have some success. I mean, I, I, I loved hearing Kuzma and his presser talk a lot about defense and being able to – Locking, he's a guy that when he came to the league, people said, "Yo, he can't defend. He doesn't want to defend." And obviously, being in that Lakers organization under Frank Vogel, playing with AD, was a great defensive player. Playing with LeBron, um, he's kind of adopted that defensive mentality. So, you know, if he can bring that to Washington, we, we've already, you know, uh, heard them. We praise Aaron Holiday about the defensive end. But if that can be the focus for this team, and, and they can really find a way to lock in on the defensive end, then they will be a lot better than they were last year for sure. Yeah, I, I'm 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 totally with you on that. I mean, like you said, 140. Uh, it was like an ABA game or or, or Globe Charters game out there. The, the way they were putting up points, I mean, it was incredible. Um, they couldn't like like Bradley Bill said they couldn't they couldn't guard a bar, a parked car at one point. The defense was so bad. Uh, so I want to get to know or what you thought about the rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference, you know, who who do you think got better? Who are some free agency winners and who are some free agency losers? Of course, you know, Dennis Schroeder by himself was probably the, the, the biggest loser of all in free agency. But uh, who – which teams do you think got better in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the easy pick is is, is uh, Miami and Chicago. Obviously, just what they were able to do with free agency, obviously Chicago being able to add Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan and Caruso being able to add some depth there. Um, you're still waiting, still waiting to see what's going to happen with Lloyd Markkanen. Uh, there's rumors that, that he kind of wants out and, and wants a fresh start um, to kind of go somewhere else and kind of have a bigger role um, outside of Chicago. But, you know, they, obviously Patrick Williams last night looked amazing, and, and suddenly he had like 30, 33 last night. I heard about that. I, you know, if, if he's able to step, in, step into that role, you know, with him, Busevich, DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Levine, um, that's still a very formidable starting five. Um, so, obviously, I think they, they got a whole lot better. Miami, obviously, adding Kyle Lowry and adding P.J. Tucker was huge for them. And then being able to re-sign um, Duncan Robinson was huge for them. That was obviously priority number one. And obviously being able to get Timmy Butler locked in for an extension was huge. Um, so I think those those two definitely – those two teams are the biggest winners, um, I, I think, for sure. Um, losers, I, I think – I mean, I know Boston, I mean, I guess, you know, they just signed Schroeder, which, which you know, for $5.9 million is a bargain. Um, they're, they're, I've been hearing people say that the reason that kind of his, his – Bayou fit the way it did. There might be some character issues or some locker room issues with him. So I guess teams were kind of afraid to sign him for what he was asking for. He wanted to get twenty million, and obviously, uh, with the way the coaching care, the point guard carousel, excuse me, uh, worked itself out with free agency, there weren't too many teams that were interested in, in paying him that much money if they were going to have to worry about him um, from a character standpoint. But, I mean, in that part, obviously, you lose Evan Fournier to to New York. Um, so now, obviously, you you. And then they they they, they don't really have any, they don't really have much up front. I mean, you, you have you have Tatum and Jalen Brown. You lose Kemba. You switch that out for Dennis Schroeder. I mean, they didn't really get any better. And they watched the whole rest of the Eastern Conference get better. I mean, Chicago is better. Miami's better. Washington is better. Um, the Knicks just added Kemba Walker. They're better. Um, so I mean, I, I don't really. I think if I had to pick a loser in the East, um, I think it would definitely be be um be, be the Celtics because they, they they didn't add anything. I mean, they were the team that was seventh last year in, in the playing game, um, and they just watched the whole Eastern Conference get better without really making any moves. So um, I definitely would – if I had to pick one loser, I mean, I hope, you know, Ime Udoka is obviously in there now. Maybe he can he can kind of get get that team to buy in. They were you know, saying that they might have been some, some – something was off last year, whether it was locker room or chemistry or whatever, because obviously it's a team that made three Eastern Conference finals in four years 
um, prior to last season. So I don't really know what went wrong last year, but if they can find a way to rekindle that chemistry that, that got them there, you know, over three last four seasons. And, you know, but I, I just don't see how they're going to compete with, obviously, the Brooklyn and the Milwaukee, I think, is, is, are the career two best teams in the East. And then I think Miami's right there um, at three. I think Chicago's probably right there behind them at four. Then you're going to have, you know, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Hawks, um, five, six, seven. Um, and then, I, mean, I guess Boston's at eight. I mean, it's, it's going to be a crazy a crazy uh, race for the playoffs. Charlotte's gotten better. Obviously, they're drafting um, James Booknight, they signed Kelly Oubre, and they're a year older, you know, with a core last year that was going to play in Indiana. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Indiana, man. They they obviously hired Rick Carlisle as their coach. If they can get healthy, you know, if they can get, obviously, Brogdon back, Karis LeVert back, uh, they can get T.J. Warren back healthy, Miles Turner back healthy. That's a team that, that, that's going to be, you know, competing for a playoff spot, too. So, the East, the East is, is, is going to be is going to be a lot lot tougher this season, man. But um, I definitely would say Boston's probably the biggest loser in the East because they didn't get any better, and a lot of teams in the East did. Yeah, Boston they they got Al Horford, who's old. They got Ennis Cantor, another old slow guy. They didn't. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you on that one too. I, I don't think they got any better. They did lose Kemba, who who had injuries. But yeah, you brought up Indiana, and they're they're like a low key team that you do have to worry about. They they didn't make the playoffs last year. We beat them in that we blew them out in that playing game. But they were hurt all year though. Like Brogdon was true. out. Levert had the had the uh, blood clot issue. Like Miles Turner missed time. Like they had a lot of dudes that were that were missing time, and they still Sabonis. I mean, yo, people Sabonis is is in my opinion the most slept on player in the NBA. This dude is 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 literally like I think he might have been like third in the NBA in triple doubles last year behind Russ and Jokic. I want to say like don't quote me on that, but I think like he he literally is, is good for twenty five. 12 and, like, 8 every night. And nobody knows he's playing in Indiana. And obviously, like, like they were dealing with a lot of injuries last night. But that dude is nice. Like, he's – I think behind behind Jokic and MB, he's, he's probably the third best center in the league, if you ask me. Like, he's – people obviously don't see him play because they're on the East Ten a lot. But Sabonis is awesome. Then you're going to get Miles Turner, Levert, Brogdon, and TJ Warren back. Like, they're going to be for real if they can stay healthy. Um, and obviously, they got Rick Carlisle now, who, who's, you know, a championship winning head coach. So, a lot of people are sleeping on Indiana, man. Yeah, and they got my guy Chris Duarte in the draft, man. I was very yeah. upset when they drafted Duarte. Duarte's been balling in the summer league so far. Yeah. And they drafted Isaiah Jackson because we traded with them. Um, yeah. We got Aaron Holiday, you know, who's going to help us out. But they got Isaiah Jackson. They made they made some good moves. Yeah. Um, the Hawks are the Hawks. The Hawks are going to be good. So I, I, I do want to know if you do believe the Wizards are a playoff team with the moves right now. The over-under right now is uh, 34 and a half. For the Washington Wizards, so we we actually had the most drop off in um in win total from last year. So, what, what's what's your thoughts? You think we're a playoff team? A lot of people are debating it right now whether we're playing playoffs. How how you feeling? I think the Wizards are a playoff team. If I had a, if I had a guess, who makes the playoffs in the East right now? I would say Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, Chicago. See, New York is a team that I want to put there, but it's like. I don't know. Are they a one-hit wonder? Like, you got Kemba and Julius Randle. Like, I don't know. Like, we'll, they we'll, did get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, like all right, you got Fournier. They, they, they didn't get better. So, I'll, I'll, I'll give the Knicks five. I, I respect Thibodeau. Atlanta, six. That, that it gets dicey. And after that, you got Boston, Indiana, Washington, Charlotte. Those are probably going to be the four. I think I think probably the four playing teams right there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, you know, who can win those two games. Um, I'm going to say that they are. Cause I, I believe that, you know, Kuzma gonna have a, is going to have a breakout year this season. I think, you know, a lot of people have been talking down on Kuzma for a few years. Like, this dude wasn't 
averaging 16 a game and make, made the all-rookie team his rookie year. Like, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think Trez is going to have a bounce back year of uh, this season. Um, and I think Bill is going to be Bill. I think Dinwiddie is going gonna, gonna to have a bounce back year, too, after coming off that injury. But um, I'm, I'm going to say the Warriors the, the can sneak into the playoffs. Um, I don't – I guess I'm, I'm going to put them in. I'm going to say Charlotte doesn't make it. And I'm going to say – I don't trust New York, man. I don't trust them. <laughs> like, I don't trust the Knicks. Like, I, I really don't. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, I – I, I'll say what is sneaking there at eight, man, and, and that might be just a little me being being a little uh, hometown, you know, you know, favorite. But um, I do think the Wizards are going to be a, are going to be a playoff team this year, just because of the fact that I think that, it, that they were a playoff team last year and they got better uh, while some teams didn't. Boston better. Boston might not make the playoffs, honestly. I mean, they were seven last year, um, and they could be working through, through through having a new coach. I mean, it's, it's going to be tricky. So. You know, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that we'll do make the playoffs. I'll, I'll say sneaking there at eight this year. Mm. How, how are you feeling about the over under 34 and a half wins? I think they're gonna get over 34 wins. Yeah. I think, I think you, you, the Eastern Conference, man, like you, like, like I said, that that depth is gonna is gonna be a, gonna do a lot for them. But I think they're gonna be able to, to steal some games, like versus a lot of these Eastern Conference teams. Like I said, if, if it's not, I think Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn. Um, and Miami are probably going to be the three best teams in the East. But everybody else, I don't think it's going to be like a, a you know, full-on conclusion if we go play them on the road that we can't, you know, steal and win there or, or you know, win our division. I mean, I, or maybe, maybe not win our division. But I think, I think we're going to be in play. Um, I, think, I think we'll be able to definitely get more than 34 wins for sure. Mm. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. That's what they set the bar at. And that, that makes sense. I mean, last year we were 34 and 38. In yeah. a, a 70, 72 game season this year, I think we can reach it. But I'll I'll get more in depth into about it before we do get to that. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, where you can bet on that thirty four and a half if you like on Bet Online. NFL season's coming up too, so there's going to be a lot of football games to bet on. I can't wait for that. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code is locked on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, so... Uh, it, it's a tough one, and you know I'm, I'm a big Wizards fan myself, so I, I I think I think they're in that playing status right now because, um, like you said, the the Knicks got better, the Hawks, 
uh, Boston. I just like Jalen Brown like a lot. I like Jalen Brown. I love his game so much. Jason Tatum too, but I I, I just think their point guard depth isn't that great with Schroeder, and then after they they got like Peyton Pritchard, and their bigs are really really slow. And I like our bigs. Our bigs can stretch them out. If Thomas Bryant comes back healthy, I think he's like an X factor that can really help out from the three point line. He's not great defensively, but he could definitely help from the three point line. And then Gaff, I think he's a guy that could definitely do well against Cantor and those other bigs. Um, but yeah, the Knicks with Kemba. They're a scary team. Like you said, you can't trust them because Julius Randle in the playoffs, he was so bad in the playoffs. Like, he was he was a lot different than what he was in the regular season, almost getting swept by the Hawks. And then the Sixers are a wild card, too. Like, who knows what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Philly. I didn't mention Philly. Wow. Yeah. I almost got with Ben Simmons, though. I don't know. I don't think they're going to keep him around. So, I, I want to see if they, if they do trade him, who, the, who they're going to get back. Right for him, I, I forgot about Philly, man. The East is gonna be crazy next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah, this is the best the East has been in a long time. Like Ben Simmons, and I actually like Ben Simmons. It might get crunchy. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might get crunchy. Yeah, East. And I actually, I actually, I'm probably one of the few people that actually like Ben Simmons. I feel like the Sixers should should try to keep him, but it's a toxic situation now. He like, has to get his jumper right though, and he yeah. has to get his head right. Like at least. If you're not going to be able to make threes, be able to make your free throws because you can't right. be on the floor if you cannot make free throws. I can't put, you, I can't have my dudes that I'm paying 140 million dollars, whatever they're paying them. If you can't make free, you can't be on the floor at the end of the game. Like it's to the point where he doesn't even shoot the ball. He doesn't even look at the rim because he's so scared he's going to get fouled. Like if you are out there, if if your free throw shooting is that much of a liability, you can't be on the court. And I can't pay you 140 million if you can't be on the court in the fourth quarter. I can't, I can't. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like. This offseason, he has to he has to address that. Like you don't gotta be, you know, coming up shooting pull up threes. Like, no, like just make your free throws at least. Like Giannis isn't a great three-point shooter, but he'll he'll at least shoot him to keep the defense honest. Like Ben Simmons won't even look at the rim. Like mm-hmm. you can't be you can't be out there and be that much of a liability on the offensive side of the floor if you're gonna be a max guy or all-star level player. Like you can't do that. So I think he has to he has to address that this offseason and come in the next year with, you know, mentally his stuff together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you cannot be 6'10". You got a wide-open dunk and you pass it. You to passing the ball. What are you doing in the playoffs? Like, you right under the rim. Like, come on, bro. That was crazy. It's like, but that's mental, though. Like, that, that's not like – Yeah, it is. His head about that. Like, you can't be on the court. Like, what's – come on, bro. It is. Yeah, I, I look at it like like Carson Wentz. You know, him and Carson Wentz are similar. Like, they both are both, you know, big Philly Philly um players. Like, they're both the quarterbacks of the team. And they both lost lost confidence. There's a reason why they lost in the playoffs. You know, the coach Doc Rivers doesn't even believe in Ben Simmons. He said, Can you, "You can't even win a championship with him." He said, "I don't know." So, I mean, the Sixers are a wild card. They could drop off depending for the return about the return that they get. If they don't get a return that really helps them, like a, a point guard that is a drop off and another player, then the Sixers could. I could see them possibly drop into like a fourth. Seed. I don't think anything less than a fourth, but they could drop to a fourth fourth seed. Um, you never know. So. Um, I do want to get to the summer league recap because last night I was exhausted. The game ended at like midnight. Uh, what were your thoughts on on Kispert and and uh, some of the other guys from the game last night? I know you know the Wizards were struck with COVID, so they didn't have a lot of guys. They had a makeshift roster. They got blown out. But um, just want to get your thoughts on the game last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kispert, you know, he he is what he is. Like we said, we, we talked about it earlier. We we mentioned the draft. Like he 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 made a few threes. Um, didn't shoot. Didn't have his best shooting night, but. Um, he had, a, he, I think Corey Kispert is a great cutter, which is going to serve him well uh, in the NBA. Um, obviously playing next year with Beal and Dinwiddie. He had a great um, slot cut for a layup last night. 
Um, that, that I think, you know, he, he's been, he was a great cutter at Gonzaga, too, which I think in the NBA is an extremely underrated skill, especially as a shooter. Because people are going to be so focused on, obviously, Beal and Dinwiddie, and even, even on him as, as a shooter that when guys drive is you can become a great cutter. You know, that, that's going to open up your game that much more. Um, so I, I like seeing that from him. Um, obviously, Caleb Holmes, he played really well, shot the ball well. Um, I, I mean, obviously, the Wizards just waived him um, a few days ago, so I don't think he's, he's going to end up in Washington. He's probably going to, you know, maybe playing his way into, into, a, into a roster spot with somebody else. Yeah, I um, hope they keep him some way, somehow. I hope we, I hope we can keep him on the roster. I don't know how they're going to keep him. Like, they, they, <laughs> they, they're deep, you know what I'm saying? Especially if they just signed uh, Isaiah Todd. Um, so I don't really know. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what what the roster numbers are at exactly. I know Meadows back. I mean, they, they're gonna have. They're gonna be pretty deep. They could. I mean, they could keep him. With, you know, fifteen man or or whatever. Right. You know, but I'm not sure if he'd be interested in that. I mean, maybe you never know. But um, he looked good last night. Um, you know, um, Mason Jones played played pretty well last night. I mean, my, my thing is just you know, summer league with with these guys. A lot of these guys. You know, you you got some teams out here with. You know, the Celtics got Pritchard out there and Carson Edwards and Aaron Neesmith and all these guys up there that are, like, you know, playing minutes for them. Obviously, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have, you know, all of our young guys out there. We got, we got obviously, um, Kispert out there. Um, I did, I did, Ty was able to play, but you're not going to see, like, Rui out there. You know, you're not going to see any of the other young guys out there playing summer league. So I don't really have too many expectations um, for, you know, the summer league team, you know. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think Kis- Kispert is Kispert. You know, he, he'll – He'll make a few catches, shoot threes. He'll get a few layups. Um, what I want to see from him is the defensive defense. I want to be able to – because obviously in the, in the last time we saw him when they played Baylor, he, he pretty much – he got exposed. You know, Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler and Macy O.T. were taking turns on switches, just getting him <laughs> off the bounce and blowing his doors off. So I want to see him improve as an on-the-ball defender because last time, we, like I said, that it was embarrassing to see him and Drew Timmy in that championship game being caught on an island with, with Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler and them dudes, and them dudes are just chopping them dudes down. Like, it, it was crazy. So I'm going to be looking at Kispert to see, you know, it, as, a, as an on-ball defensive player, you know, can, can you sit in the stands and keep guys in front of you? That's going to be his biggest thing at the next level uh, that's going to be able to earn him minutes. Especially with, with all shooters that, that they have now, you know, with Bertans, this case, the with Kuzma, they don't have to play him. Like, obviously it would be great if they play him, but in order to be able to get minutes, I think I think he got to just prove that he can be a, a, a serviceable on on ball defensive player. So that's more so what I'm gonna be looking at from him. Is, is can he keep guys in front um, on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely got to improve defensively. And like you said, we don't have a lot of second year guys like the Celtics. They got Romeo Langford and guys like yeah. that. Um, I really wish Denny could have played in the summer league. I thought he definitely yeah. could have used it. Uh, what What was your thoughts on Denny's rookie season this past year? I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I think he showed flashes. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, nothing that's gonna, you know, make your jaw hit the floor. Um, but I mean, I, I think there were there were instances where he really showed flash, like some some of the passes that he made. I think he's he's a great passer, um, can shoot it. Uh, I think he just has to to to, you know, keep keep improving as, as a defensive player. Kind of uh, hit the weight room. I think he he can get stronger. Kind of work on his agility, you know, so, so he can be quicker off the bounce. Um, and be, be be better defensively as well, but I mean, I think um, it, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. You know, it, it, it was it was okay. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's he's a guy that's gonna similar to Jokic. I mean, Jokic didn't come in the league and, and kill his, his rookie year, and it was kind of a gradual ascension for him every year, kind of getting a little bit better, a little bit better. I think Denny Abi is gonna have to kind of follow that that um, that kind of path. People were comparing to Luca. I'm like, yo, he he wasn't Luca. Luca was the MVP of the Euro League at 18. You know, he he was he was. 
killing grown men, you know, when he was he was, he was 16 years old, you know, so like he wasn't, he wasn't never going to be Luka Doncic, but I think if he just continues to grind at it, continue to get better each and every year, he's a guy that can definitely get better. I, I love his upside. I think he can put on the floor, he can pass, and he can shoot, and he, and he has good, good size on him. So anytime you, can, you have good size on you and, and you can do, you know, you can shoot, pass, and dribble, you know, you're going to have opportunity to, to, to do some good things. Right, yeah, Denny, Denny, he showed some flashes. He's he's more of a point forward. He just needs the ball in his hands. He wasn't able to do that with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill having the ball all the time. So he's 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 at his best when he's bringing the ball up the court. He's making passes, no look passes, behind the back passes, doing different things like that. So I am interested to see him. Like you said, Nicole Jokic, he wasn't great his rookie year. Denny's what nineteen years old, so yeah. he's got a long way to go. He has a lot of room for improvement. He can definitely get better. So I I, I have seen him getting in the weight room. That's where I want to see him get in there and work on that shot too and work on that jumper. And uh, I like how you said the team is deep. So Kyle Kuzma, his presser, he said, uh, the Wizards have an abundance of wings. It's a successful people problem. So yeah. how do you see the Washington Wizards death chart and their starting five? Who do you, who do you think starts? Who, who do you think that starts? Five? Do you think Kuzma comes off the bench or is he starting day one? I think, I think they'll probably start Kuzma. I think they'll probably go Dinwiddie, Bill, Kuz, Rui, and, either Thomas Bryant or Gafford uh, at, at the five. And then whoever doesn't start between Thomas Bryant and Gafford, obviously will we'll back up at the five, transit the four, uh, KCP, um, Aaron Holiday. And then you got Kisper, Avia, um, kind of fighting for those, for those minutes at the wing as well. Um, I mean, if I had to, if I had to, I mean, I'd probably say Denny Avia, you know, he, they, they just paid him, you know, they signed him to extension. So, he, so they're going to play him. But that's what I'm saying. Kisper, like he has to find a way to get on the floor. Because it's going to be a log jam there um, on that wing with, with all those guys. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Denny. I mean, he's coming off an injury. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough to, to earn minutes. But like I said, they're going to be able to go 12 deep. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you got the starters with Bill, Dinwiddie. Let's, let's say they go Kuz. Um, let's say they go Rui. And let's say they go Gafford. And you got Thomas Bryant, Trez, KCP, Denny Avi, or, or, uh, excuse me, Bertans, and Aaron Holiday. And you still got Denny Avia, Kisper, Neto. Um, so you, you're going to have a Isaiah Todd, you know. So they're going to be they're going to be deep. So that they're going to be able to go on a nightly basis, twelve deep um, with, with guys that can actually come in and make an impact. So I think um, it's going to be who's competing, who's defending. They're going to probably you know have a lot of lineup changes. Guys, you know, guys, guys are going to get hurt. Um, but I think it's going to be based on you know who's playing well, um, who's really giving the effort defensively. Um, but I love their depth, though. I mean, I don't really know how, how the second unit is going to shape up. But I think I think that first unit is you're probably going to you're probably going to have, like I said, Bill Dinwiddie. I think they'll probably go. I think they'll probably go Kuz, and then you know Rui, uh, and then either either one of the bigs, but Trez kind of being that sixth man, um, Aaron Holiday backing up Dinwiddie, and then you know the wings, you know, obviously KCP. Um, that's kind of how I see it shaking out. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I know a, a lot of a lot of mock. Uh, starting lineups have KCP in that starting lineup, and then Berton. So Berton's had a he had a rough ending to the year. What do you think his trade value is? Do you think he's going to be on the roster next year? I mean, he can shoot it, so they could definitely they could definitely trade him. And I, and I think he would be be a good piece to look to look at trading, um, just because of the fact that you, you can probably get some good draft draft assets back for him. Um, you know, I, I don't know how he necessarily fits uh, if you're not like if he's not if he's not in that second unit then you might as well trade him you know what I'm saying or if he's not you know getting getting minutes the thing is 
thing with him is, you know, what are you going to take back for? I mean, you're going to, yeah. you know, like they, they already have, they're already pretty set at every position, guys. You got, you got your point guard set. I mean, maybe you could probably use one more ball handler um, outside of Dinwiddie, Beal, and Holiday. Um, maybe, maybe you bring in another, another ball handler in case one of those guys gets hurt. I think Dinwiddie's coming off injury, so you might want to ease him back into things. Um, so maybe you take on, take on, you know, another ball handler and then some picks, you know, that, that, that could probably help them out. But other than that, I already see their incentive in, in a trade because they, they're pretty, like you said, if that's the wing, they, 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 they got their five men. I don't really know. They don't really have a lot of necessities. Um, so maybe if, if you, if you package Bertans with, I don't even know, Raul Neto or, or something. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and, and try to get some picks back. I think that's one thing that, that you can never have too many of the draft picks. Um, but then, like I said, they got they got to get them right. So yeah, um, yeah, I um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's really much value in Bertans. I know a lot of fans want to get Bertans out because he was so bad in the playoffs. You know, zero points and six fouls. But I think yeah, I think they'll probably hang on to him and use his shooting. Uh, you know, of course, we wish the contract was a little less, but you know, I think they could definitely definitely use him um, on the team this year just for shooting. Um, but yeah, I do want to get to um, this preview. For tomorrow, it's, it's summer league, and I'm gonna read off some of the names on the Nets roster. It, it's some familiar faces. So, um, Brandon Knight from the uh, Pistons and Bucks. He's on the Nets. He's on the Nets summer league. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that. There's a few. Portland is like a whole right coming of the of the old. You got Kenneth Fareed out there, Mike Beasley out there. You got uh, Antonio Blakeney out there, Kobe Simmons out there. Like, yo, they got their whole – Emmanuel Moutier out there. Like, Moutier has played 300 NBA games. Fareed uh, uh, has played, I think, like 400-something NBA games. Beasley has played, like, 600 NBA games. They just are playing summer league. It's like, yo, like, what's, like, what's going on out here? Like, these dudes like, – like, Fareed, Moutier, and Beasley are all double-digit career NBA scorers. Moutier averaged 11 games for his career. Fareed average, I believe, 12 a game. I think Beasley's at, like, 12 a game for their career. Like, and they're playing in the summer league with Portland. Like, and obviously Blake and he is playing, is playing the NBA. Kobe Simmons is playing the NBA. Moody, like, all these dudes, I'm like, yo, what? what? I don't know what's up with all these old heads trying to come spin the block on summer league. Like, yeah, there's this one guy. Like, that's, that's crazy. Right, there's this one guy on the Magic, number 62. I don't know his name, but I don't know if you've seen him. He's got, like, yellow hair. A Latvian dude. No, he's tough. Yeah, he's, he's a basketball. Yeah. He's tough. He was, Yeah, he was balling today. I seen him. He, he, they just played against Evan Mobley. Uh, and and Jalen Suggs on the Magic, too. But, yeah, it, it, it's funny seeing the old guys. And I love Summer League. I say it every time while I'm doing – while, while I do the pod, I say I, lo- I love Summer League. Jimmer Fredette is in the Summer League. I mean, I love – it's it's funny seeing some of the old heads come back. Michael, Like you said, Michael Beasley. Who's yeah. in the league for what 10, 15 years? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but so some other guys, Cam Thomas, he's on the he's on the Nets summer league team. Kessler Edwards was just drafted this year too, so they got some good guys. And um, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do tomorrow night. Uh, it's at five o'clock on ESPNU. Um, I'm just looking forward to Kisper see if he can get better and, and improve. And um, I'm looking forward to Caleb Holmes. Hopefully Isaiah Todd can play, but it, it definitely should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, Aaron, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Um, shout out your Twitter, where they can find you, and um, just let them know some some other things you're doing involved with the basketball game, with the game of basketball right now. Yes, sir. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ace Robinson, Ace, A-C-E, Robinson underscore. You can also follow uh, my platform, All Facts Media, 
Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, my brother and I have a weekly podcast called The Auto Bid. Um, we're dropping an episode tomorrow with um, Towson head coach uh, Pat Scary. Uh, we we, we try to drop an episode every week with you know, coaches, um, players. Um, so if you, if you like college basketball, definitely tap into uh, The Auto Bid. It's on Spotify and Apple. Um, and our, our YouTube channel, again, is at All Facts Media. Um, our website is allfactsmediainc.com. That's where you'll find our written content. Um, we got some previews going up there. Um, to, if you like George Mason, if you like Air, Area Hoops, I was at George Mason's practice a few weeks ago. Got some thoughts on the new head coach with Kim English and the, the transfers that they got. Um, they're going to be really good this year. Um, also, our podcast, our videos, um, all that is, again, at allfactsmediainc.com. So definitely stay tuned. Um, got some fun content coming up for you guys um, on that front. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot going on, man. I'm telling you, you got, you got a lot going on, man. Yeah, man. Got to stay busy, man. It's the best time of the year, man. You got summer league going on. Just finished the Olympics. College basketball warming up, and then obviously all this stuff um, with NBC doing. Got having a chance to to write about you know summer league free agency um, and NBA season coming up, man. And then obviously football season starting. I got my Ravens. So, oh man, not the Ravens. <laughs> we got we to get something going this year, man. LeVar got to show me something, man. LeVar got to show me something this year, man. I'm, I'm, tired, I'm tired to see these playoff losses, man. I'm tired to see them party over in Kansas City. I had to watch Josh Allen and whoop up on us last year, man. I'm tired of seeing that, man. We didn't, you, you, you won the MVP. I'm trying to see us go to the Super Bowl, man. Like, can we get one? I mean, maybe Blacko got us one. Blacko got us one back in 2012, man. I need Lamar to bring us to the Thomas, man. Thomas Land. They told us that. On draft day, if you get a Super Bowl championship, I'm holding to that promise, man. I, 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 I'm waiting for the day that we, that we can host the Lombardi again in, in M&T Bank Stadium, man. Well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a Washington football team uh, fan. And then, yeah, you guys, if, if you guys, people who are listening, if you guys are Washington football team fans, you can definitely check out my YouTube. It's Ed Oliver, Washington football. You can put Washington football team in there. But the Ravens, you, you guys are good. It's the Battle of the Beltway, man. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, even though I'm a Washington football team fan. You guys have been a little spoiled, Washington football team. You know, we're, we're in a, we got the, we got to the playoffs this year. You know, we're we're building right now. We got a good we got a good. This is the best Washington football team roster in a long time. You know, Chase Young. So we'll we'll see what happens. I need to hope. I better hope Fitz Magic can be Fitz Magic and not Fitz Tragic. That's what y'all need to yeah. hope. I know, I know, I know. Or or my guy Heineke, he might come. He had a good game last year in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see what the young what the young guy can do. You know, but Fitz. Fitz I'm a believer in Fitz, and you know I don't mean to turn this into a football channel, but uh, a podcast. But you know we got some we got some Washington listeners in here. Uh, Fitz, Fitz is okay. He had a good year last year. He had a good year the year before when they were tanking for Tua. He was able to still win games. That's how Fitz Fitz. And I, I'm not gonna hype up Fitz because I know he can be tragic. But when he when he gets magic, he gets the thing going, and he's got the beard going. You know he he can win some games, and our defense is a good defense. So that's all that we're a defensive team. We just need him to relax, not throw interceptions. For sure, we'll, we'll see. A lot easier said than done, man. So we'll see if they can right. get the top down. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be rooting for y'all, man. I'm always rooting for the for the for the football team right. down down there <laughs> in, in, in Landover, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. We we don't we don't have a name. I mean, football team is our name. We'll take it for right now. But I appreciate you, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to um, Locked On Wizards and all the Locked On NBA podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by Locked On Bets. B- betting on the NFL or NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blow specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And Aaron, thank you for coming on. You have a good one. Everybody have a good one. Peace.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.